All right, this is the Drew Spearience, the show that's 80% combat sports and 20% everything else. Um, I have some returnees today, backed by extremely popular demand. It was in a lot, a lot of work went into this. But before uh, we, uh, I introduce them, I just want to say the show is brought. This show is brought to you by Forever the Student by Sensei Patrick Pinto where he picks the great the minds of the great where he picks the brains i screwed up there he picks the brains of the greatest minds in kyokushin karate and other martial arts available online it's an ebook so forever listens um patrick will give a free copy to random listeners to help grow and raise the level of kyokushin karate and martial arts in general and with that you know I, you know i'm going to go with the introduction here so today uh with them with the bit next big announcement so I had these two on individually, separately. They're very accomplished senseis, and they're the definition of what senseis should be. You know, you don't, well, you could call them by their first name outside of the dojo and not sensei outside, you know, because that's kind of stupid if you ask me, but to each their own. But this is why I love them, and I'm always going to have them on whenever they want to come on. Today, I'm joined by the two, the two founders of KRT on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, they are Sensei Darren Stringer and Wesley Jensen. And with that, I want to thank Darren and Wesley for this because next week I have the biggest announcement to make. He is one that no one really speaks of, but he deserves more credit for his accomplishments in European Kyokushin Karate. He has the story that comes out of a movie with what he's accomplished, what he's been through to get to where he is. I am very proud to announce that Xi'an Felix how do you say his last name? Tomaza. Tomaza? Yes, yeah, it's Tomaza. a solid. Felix Tizama will be coming on the Drew Spirience on February 7th to give a documented uh, conversation about his life. And it's something that I want to credit you, you two with for really helping. And, you know, um, people got to know the focus of the show is not to give the spotlight to only a certain few individuals we want to i our goal whether it's with krt the drew experience um straight talk with terry terry burkett's show with scott we got to bring out the gift spotlight to the greats like felix amongst others who are going to be coming on so felix is coming on he was the john jones of kyokushin before others who have taken the heavyweight title uh, the that that claim but felix is a great he deserves credit and i'm very excited to have him on it's gonna be a good talk man yeah yeah i, li I like felix a lot he was actually one of my first instructors um and, and as you say he's he's great he's in, his, his record is incredible um he's a really humble and nice guy and he's um he's got he's got a fantastic background as well yeah probably yeah. Is like he's, he's one of the most humble Shiansa, yeah. I know, you know, never, he would never take any shine of, 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 of the fighters and, and, and their accomplishments. He, you know, he's like, the people know me for who I am, not for what you guys are right, do, doing right now. But yeah, he's, he's amazing. Extremely yeah. cool guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, super, like, like, I could talk like, I'm like, and I knew he was a cool guy. The minute he said, I'm a John Jones fan. He's like, I'm a John Jones fan all day. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, it's like, it's like, I have people that are appreciating Bones Jones. And he's like, I don't condone what he does outside, but I don't pay attention to that. It's what he does inside the cage that I care about. So yeah. But uh, yeah, guys, you know, um, great uh, to have you guys both on. So KRT, you know, you guys have been killing it, you know, bringing people together. Um, 
it's just the momentum's growing, growing. You're bringing people from outside of other organizations. So where did the idea start? Hmm. Yeah, be before we go there, before we go, I, I think we, we've got to mention something because something happened last week uh, where, where we were very proud of uh, one, one of the students. And we, we're not sure, we're not even, we don't even know how many sessions we did, but one of the students uh, uh, made a recognizable hundred sessions so so damon damon collins from 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 uh, he's wimbledon isn't he yeah w wimbledon dojo yeah so henshi's dojo he's been he's been in our class for already a hundred times how cool is that and how cool is it that people really like like they keep the score they they, they count the sessions yeah, they're doing incredible because we, we, everyone everyone keeps asking us when they're like oh yeah i've done 50 i've done 100 like how many sessions have you done and we're like we haven't actually kept track because at one point we were doing five, six sessions a week and, and, and now we're down to two because things kind of went back to normality. And, but yeah, I mean, big props to all of them people that, that support us because we, we, we can do all the stuff that we want to do if, if, if no one's there to, you know, support and, and, and join in then it's, it's pointless. So it's yeah. as much as uh, for everybody else as it is for, for our benefit. Yeah. True. And then to come back to your question, because obviously, how did how, how did it start? It <laughs> it's quite funny actually, because uh, we 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 we've been we've been talking about this quite a lot, and we this this the idea came up out of out of nothing. You know, we we all came into the to the to the to the like annoying situation COVID is, and we've we've already been discussing like how can we, you know, how can we teach together a little bit more? And well, Darren came over to to my place quite a lot. I came over to Darren's place quite a lot, and every time we were together we just we just training and having fun and it was like maybe maybe we should just you know share some ideas share some visions um with 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 the people in 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 how we do this and then covid came along and everybody was locked down it was like all right let's you know let's start off with some ideas and we we, we made some we made some funny movies where we you know skipped into each other's backyards and and uh and, and and did some techniques and uh eventually it was like after a few weeks we were like why why wouldn't we why wouldn't we just combine a session online and yeah. that's that's where it really all started <clears throat> incredible yeah you guys have done a better job of making unity than uh some of the actual organizations like you guys stepped it up actually and did it where <laughs> some were calling for unity but they didn't execute on it properly, but uh, yeah. And so did it start on TikTok first or Instagram? Like what was the first platform you guys decided to put it, all this content on? Uh, first of all, we were on Facebook. Um, so, well, actually, first of all, we were just sharing from our own platforms, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably get a platform of its own, you know, KRT was 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 building momentum people were liking it a lot um you know and we we started off on facebook and then we, we, we had a really big problem with uh with instagram uh getting an account because every time we tried to use the email address it said the email address was taken and then when we when we tried to use the username it said that was taken as well and we were like well how can it be taken because we we haven't done it <laughs> so that uh complained to instagram and then eventually they gave us back which is the 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 new version because uh, otherwise we were sharing from our own platforms and TikTok is the, the latest area that we're on. 
Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, get over because, it. Of, um, because of because uh, of uh, Sammy. Yeah. Let's give him a shout out as well. Uh, Sammy, Sammy from One Kyokushin. Oh yeah, yeah he's one, one he's amazing. Shin. Yeah, guys, yeah. follow yeah. One Kyokushin. Follow One yeah. Kyokushin. Every platform, One Kyokushin. That's number One Kyokushin. I want that man. He is the real reason why, like another reason why Kyokushin is also being has the bar being raised. So One Kyokushin for the fifth time. Follow it. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he, yeah. He, he supported us a lot, really, hasn't he? Yeah, so. very, very supportive. And then he was like, he was like, why, why aren't you guys? Because obviously, we, 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 we started off on Facebook, then went to Instagram, started to upload a lot of the, uh, a lot of the videos or like all of the videos on on YouTube, um, to get some more momentum and and obviously for 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 people as well to you know not everyone can can follow the session live so why not why not share it because there's there's no secret in what we do uh, and then it was like you you guys should be on tiktok and obviously darren and myself already talked about it with with, with my wife darren's wife and like you know thinking about how, how are we gonna do this because of, we, we both <laughs> hadn't we, we haven't got a clue how to do this you know it's, it's like we're just we're just all laughing games Definitely we're just make, job, making right? fun yeah and it was like all right, should we do this as well? But then, obviously, we just did it. <laughs> we went ahead with it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we probably don't dedicate as much time as to our, our, our media profile as we uh, we perhaps should do, but um, it's, it's trying to fit everything in, you know. I mean, uh, our, our main objective, and um, as you said at the beginning, is to bring a lot of people together, give them an opportunity to train in, in such a a crappy environment really and we're not really interested in in kind of uh praise or which organization they're from you know if we can give something to them fantastic even if it's a, a good workout or you know if they if they learn as well and then hey it's even better because at the end of the day i think Hilkshim should be on the map a lot better than what it is and we can all achieve that together regardless of where we're from what organization who you are whether you're a name or just in the game you know it, it doesn't really matter Oh, definitely agree. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, like we have guys like you, there's you guys as mentioned, there's Sammy, there's um, Scott, Terry Burkett now, like they're working together. Um, Pat, I guess to a degree my show, but I mean, I'm not there yet. Like I, I, I'm not, I don't have the, I don't have the, like the, the, I don't have the, what's the word, the, the back, not the, the, the accolades to say that yeah i'm i'm up there but i will be and fast you're building momentum really quickly to be fair you know i think you were the maybe maybe the last one to kind of uh come out with the podcasts but um you know pat's i mean we've been on all of the shows to be fair uh yourself pat and and scott and we love love them all you know scott is a is a really nice guy i've actually met him in canada as well Pat, he was he was awesome. I mean, he was like, can, can we call you the KRT lash? Like, yeah, man, you can call us what we want. We you know we, we we're just people. We're just people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pat's yeah. like really been supportive. Like he's like, you ever need it? He's like, he's like, uh, he's like, listen, mate. He's like, you ever need anything? After that post I did about battling mental, he's like, you ever need anything? I'm always here. Don't just just reach out. And I'm like, thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. Like, coming from him, like I really really appreciate that. And it's like. He's and he's had the who's who's. He's got he's had Sam Greco on. He's had Judd Jud Reed, and uh, yeah, like it's uh, there are some yeah, legends. Like so, he had a, he had a few proper names here in there. Uh, like really, really, really cool that that a lot of people like support this as well. And that's yeah. that's what I like 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 about these podcasts as well. I don't I don't really care who who I'm talking to uh, as long as I can talk about 
Kyokushin, KRT, friendships and stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I'm all fun and games with that. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, obviously I want to make this show too. We want to talk about like a mix of KRT, a mix of friendships and like, and like greatest fights we've seen, whether it's in Kyokushin, MMA or boxing. So uh, yeah, that's what, that's how I've structured this show today, baby. And uh, let's kick it off with, um, you know, I had Misha Zimmerman on and um he is the goat of North American lightweight Kyokushin. I don't care what anybody says. So like, it's like, listen, do I sound a bit biased? Yes. But what Misha, what Zimmerman accomplished in Canada is like, it's like, and he left at the top. Like he is the one that can say, I, he's like, I left at the top. Like you watched the episode, I'm sure. And he, he detailed everything. Um, he fought some of the who's who's in Europe, a guy such as uh, Rene Stichter. You, did you guys ever remember that fight? Because apparently it was in 2001 and it's considered one of the greatest fights in European Kyokushin. Yeah, they're both quality fighters as well, to be fair. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised it's, it's, it's remembered by people. Misha, yeah. Misha's a nice guy as well, and Rene. They're, they're both cool guys, aren't they? Uh, I mean, I know them both, uh, fortunately. So um, Yeah, I'm, 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 I know Rene very good. Uh, Misha just by name and from the tournaments, uh, but yeah, always a really good, really good fan. And it was very funny. He fought a he fought a guy in the 05 when he was a he was a middleweight, and he fought a guy in the in the 05 uh, World Championship um, in 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 Crystal Palace, yeah. where Darren fought as well. And uh, the guy was from from the Dutch team, and he was like, he was like, he he got dropped by Misha, and he was like this. This guy, this is probably one of the hardest hitters I've 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 ever fought. <laughs> he he he, dro- he got dropped on liver shots and uh, and then he uh, he came off the mat and he was like, he felt nauseous the rest of the day because of the punches of Misha and and obviously the guy was hitting extremely hard. <laughs> that liver shot, man. Yeah, he's uh there was him. Uh... And, but the thing is though, because like back then, you know, now it's not like where we have before with all the travel being as accessible, you know, 2005 is still kind of hard, you know, kind of the pre, pre internet, even though the internet was around. So do you feel like if we had like social media back then, like we did today, do you think it would have been like much more easier to give these guys like the the credibility they deserve, like Renee, Misha, who are some others that you guys can name that people should know about from whether they're Dutch in in Europe, in Europe in general, like that's what I, that's what I want to know. There's loads, but it would have been good if there was like, if these (laughs) things were there back in the day, um, and then I mean back in the day, like early 90s, early 2000s, it would have been, I think karate and kikushin would have been a lot wider than it is right yeah. now uh, because there you know every every era has got its names and 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 you know there's there's been a lot of good lightweights there's been a lot of good middleweights there's been a lot of good heavyweights and and fighters in general who who are not as known uh just because they lived in the pre-era of, of yeah. the internet yeah yeah it's it's true and uh you know it's 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 very accessible now with all the all, all the videos going on YouTube and you know obviously Facebook and you get these live streams and some clowns doing Zoom sessions as well. You know? <laughs> 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 but no, I mean um, you know if you go back to early two thousands, not much was publicised. Kyokushin was probably a, a, a little bit uh, not a low point, but it wasn't very well publicised. And I think that's our fault as Kyokushinkai karatekas, um, to be fair, because we've always it's always been instilled that, you know, people kind of come to our dojos, people come to us. We, 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 and it was soft size kind of ideology, I suppose, that 
people come to train with me. I don't, I don't go to other people. And unfortunately, the world did change uh, rather dramatically in that in that faction. And, and we didn't probably take advantage of it as much as what we should do. I, I definitely agree. Now we're catching up. I definitely agree. It's like, you know, there's a saying that Eckhart Tolle has, like what you think you're hiding, what the world is hiding from you, maybe you're hiding from them. And I think that holds very true with Kyokushin. Like maybe we have hit, try to be like kind of like the exclusive, you know, there's like, there's like um, a tradition, like that tradition, you know, when you come in, it's like special, but maybe we need to bring it out more. Maybe we need to really show, because look at what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu's done or Muay Thai, like, you know, like it's like, it's like, and it, it's, it's sad it me. that way. Yeah, I always looked at it that way because to, to be fair, not everybody, not everybody in Kyokushin uh, will be a, a high elite fighter. Not everybody in in whatever sports will 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 make it to the Olympic team. You know you know what I mean. But you gotta you gotta like sp- like spread spread the view of 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 Kyokushin to 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 get as much attention so you can actually build a higher elite level team or a, an Olympic team. And yes, that's what we did wrong with 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 karate. In in and that's that's a lot of. I'm, I'm not saying it's. You know, it's the fault of the, like like the older generation. But I, I honestly believe we we should have picked the momentum in the early two thousands to to really use the internet to 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 be a little less humble as 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 you'd like yeah. to you know what, what what a lot of people are. And sometimes it's just good to say, listen, listen, guys, the thing we do is awesome. The thing we do is great. You will get better. You will get stronger. You will get disciplined. You will. You know all of the the, the benefits Kyokushin Karate gives to you, and and then just spread the word, bring it out, because in that in that way you're gonna gonna get a lot of more followers and a lot of you know that's that's what what you want to do. And you have like a guy like George Saint Pierre. I mean, the reason why Kyokushin in Canada is so popular is because especially in Quebec, Quebec, well, Quebec, say it like that, because it's because of George's influence because he does have a karate background. And when you, when you talk to any Francophone or Anglophone in Quebec, why'd you do Kyokushin? George St. Pierre. I mean, look, he doesn't, he didn't really use Kyokushin much as his base until, you know what? He went back to it during the Bisping fight. That's where he used it. And he even said, he's like, Oh yeah, I went back to my karate base. Cause he realized he didn't need a move, his Muay Thai base. And, it works. I mean, you know, Kyokushin works. I think it, it can be very, it can be transitioned well into mixed martial arts with good boxing and wrestling. Yeah. If you look at, at the, the, the time, like when in the K1, when a lot of the Kyokushin fighters came up, you know, it looked like Andy Hook, Globe Fightosa, uh, Filio, obvi- Mike Bernardo, Filio, Mike Bernardo, Sam Greco, uh, you know, a, a, a lot of people, there's, there's, there's probably a lot more who we forgot to mention, but they, 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 they brought a lot of excitement. You know what I mean? A, a lot of excitement. They, 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 they changed the game. And, yeah. you know, a, 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 great, a great boxer will all, all, always win, uh, win the fight in, in kickboxing. But, you know, it's exciting, extremely exciting. What was the payday like for those fighters back in the day? Like, I mean, it's not like if you, if you don't take into account inflation, but what do you think they were getting? Like, was it good payment probably or... I think it was reasonable. I mean, it was massive at one point, K1, weren't it? I mean, if you think the, the Grand Prix was packed out with, with loads of people and sometimes it was going on, on TV as well, you know, and, and listen, you know, it, what happens in Japan is a lot different to what happens in the rest of the world. You know, if you turn up to tournaments in Japan and sometimes you've got 17,000 people in the stadium watching. 
it's, it's, it's seriously a different ball game over there. I mean, Wesley's fought there. I've, I've fought there. I've been lucky to fight there as well. I've been lucky to watch some really big tournaments there as well. And it's, it's different. Yeah, it's, uh, it's published different. You know, it, it, not many people in Japan don't know about Kyokushin. <laughs> and, and rightly so, to be fair. So you're saying that they did, so that that they do know or they don't know? Just if I heard that correctly, yeah, they do. They, not many people don't know. Uh, uh, you know, if if you go if you go to anybody in the street and they're like, you you've got a shin badge on, they're like, yeah, we we know what they're doing. You know, yeah. it's a style of karate. You know, everybody knows. Yeah. You know, they've got a lot a lot of dojos as well in Japan. You know, you think of the size of it, but they've got a, a lot of dojos. Okay. Yeah. It's like it's it's very normal to have like a prefecture over there. It's like uh, when uh, when 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 you're a Xi'an, you're 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 the head of a pre- of a prefecture, and that's like that, that means you you probably have like eight, nine, maybe ten dojos under yourself, who in 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 all sorts of places, in 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 malls, yep. in, in 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 just like when you randomly walk the street, you will see a dojo in in like in 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 the street, which is amazing, and. If you think about the, the the how big it is in Japan, it's it's amazing. It's, it's like really, it's 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 heaven to go there as a karate yeah. It's it's amazing. It's and like I, Mecca. I, I, yeah, it's Mecca. Yeah, definitely, it's karate Mecca, definitely. And um, if you think about like the paydays, the you know four hundred thousand euros because I think it was one million yen they could win, and it was like approximately four hundred thousand euros is. It's a lot of money, but it's not in comparison if you think about this with um, uh, what UFC and boxing and stuff like that. But yeah, the paydays were pretty good. But then if you look at like a guy of semi-shield, uh, but by instance, in Holland, not a lot of people know who Semi is. He won, he, he won, he won the thing four times and then obviously the, the glory won. So he has five world titles. In Holland, maybe 10,000 people know who he is. In Japan, he can't go crossing the street in the normal way you know what i mean so that's that's the that's the difference you know everybody in japan knows darren stringer no that's a joke but you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's, it's it's such a big difference you know like superstars ernesto host peter arts um uh sammy those guys they they they, they even gerard gerard gordeaux the people they they can't walk the street normally there because you know everybody's like oh autograph autograph um, Plus, these guys are like, like flat buildings that that that's all. Um, that, you know, we're just small guys in 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 front of them. But then, if they walk in 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 Tokyo Tokyo uh, uh, Center Station, uh, that you know, they can they can look over all of the people because they're they're probably the biggest there. <laughs> yeah, Gerard's like a six foot nine uh, figure. Like he's like God. It's like Godzilla man over there. He's like they can. He's, I think yeah, he's, 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 he's big, yeah, but about, I about say six nine. He's definitely not six nine, but I, I get your point. It feels yeah. like it when he's next to me. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a, he's very, and he's like, and he's, and the, like, just to like uh, re-say that story. That was the best story I ever heard. Where like, what's the, what's Gerard like as a person? It's like he's like the most humble guy ever. Like where it's like he wore the tracksuit. Like you know, you have guys like Hoist Gracie or like former fighters like Art Art. No, it's. The guy with the one boxing glove, Jimmerman, or Art Jimmerman or something, or is, uh, that was his name, J- Art Jimmerson, that's it. They're wearing suits, and then you used to see Gerard showing up in a track suit. Like, like no, no Fs given. 
yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we was at a ball with him in Hungary and he just turned up in a, in a zip-up hoodie and a pair of jeans and there we were in some flashy suit and stuff, you know, yeah. ready to go out and have a good time. But, uh, we look, so we look stronger, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah what, what, what do I want to dress up for? I don't, I don't, like, I don't like dressing up. I, I like wearing this, you know, so they do. Yeah, cool Does guy. he have, like, any, like, good fighters, like, under his association? Because, I mean, he's, like, his own branch chief, as we know. So <laughs> I'm sure he must have some, like – or is he more just into teaching Budo? Like, what's his? Uh... He's uh, he, he had a few. He had a few back in the day. Like, like a few top guys. My 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 old teacher. He was from uh, he was from the Kamakura dojo as well. And uh, these guys were like like bastards, you know, fighters. <laughs> they went in for the kill always. Um, and he like his latest his, his last one is probably Sam Samsonov. Um, and he did a hundred men fight. I think it was last year or maybe two yeah. years ago now. Uh, yeah, I think um, it was... Uh, was it last year? Uh, I think it might have been early last year, right? Because yeah, it, I yeah. mean, he couldn't have done too much during the year because it was... Yeah. At the st- I think it was like in January, February of yeah. last year, just before the lockdown. And then um, he did the 100 fights in the ring with a, with a little bit of, you know, they, they can grab a little bit. That's what they, that's what they have in, 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 uh, in the organization of, um, of IBK Godot. And, um, you know, he, he completed it and he's, he's been competing in, in Japan and he's been competing all over the world. But that's probably, if, if, yeah, that's, that's probably the, the biggest name of their, uh, of their association at, at this time. He's a really cool guy as well. Uh, not, not a big talker, uh, a real fighter. He's a, I think he's a Navy SEAL in Holland as well. Um, so, yeah, he's a, he's a proper... Uh, a proper killer that guy uh, as a as a heavyweight yeah he's done really good it seems like his um kamakura doesn't get enough recognition and it's really important that they do because gerard was the first ever fight in ufc one and not many people like only the hardcores know that and i really wish you know he gets more like it, like there might be some like controversy there but i mean you can't deny the man is in the one of the most important pieces he's one i think he is of the most important pieces of ufc and mixed martial arts history the only thing i really i really regret is that he uh, he was called on as a as a safat kickboxer guy yeah i hate that i don't know why he's that was that. uh that, well that was just because he he probably split off in in that time from from kyokushin he was doing a yama karate by shigeru yama and um you know there was a little bit of a things there in, in politics and then mm. they obviously announced him as a Safat, a Safat fighter while while we all know he was like a, a big kitchen guy yeah. yeah yeah there was the and then like and then later on he went on sure dog when they did the 20th like anniversary and he's like and he started saying like they asked him like why didn't you like uh come on as a kitchen he just said he didn't go into it, but yeah, there is something there. He didn't. I think he just didn't want to really. He just said like, "Oh, I was doing more savat at the time and exploring." But back then, like, it's just crazy. Like, you know what I love about those old UFC videos? It's like now you know, like where the, the fighter walks out, they give their description, like where they were, the other fights they have with their background a bit. Back then, it used to be like, "Hi, I'm." Uh, it's like, "Hi, I'm Darren Stringer, and I'm competing, and I'm from, uh, and I fight out of the Crystal Palace Dojo. This is my, I, this is my first UFC, and I think I can win it because I got the heart of Britain, and uh, my speed is what's going to really give opponents trouble." 
That's like a proper uh, description there. Uh. Yeah. But <laughs> he's almost egging me towards the UFC, isn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't do it now because back then, like, you had to go in front of, like, your own video camera. Like, I, you watch it, like, the technology then, and it's, like, no Joe Rogan. It was, like, it's, like, they had Rich Goins and then Michael Buffer at one point, then Bruce Buffer. Like, uh, yeah. great. What do you, what do you, how do you guys look at those Wild West days? Like, do you think they hold an importance in history for people to understand? What, in terms of, uh, like, wild fighters and, like, the yeah. back in the, yeah. the more rural days? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, we, we all know that every every form of fighting arts have changed over 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 the decades. Um, and one decade is definitely different to the next. Um, you know, Kukshin started off very raw, very powerful. It was always, you know, the bigger man was going to win because that's the way that they fought. Muay Thai as well, you know, it's the same. Uh, judo's, it, you know, it's evolved. UFC is definitely no different, you know. They had, you know, if you, I mean, all you got to do is look at the physiques on people nowadays in UFC, and they're, they're, not many of them come out with an ounce of fat on them. You know, back <laughs> back in them days, I mean, who was it? There was a big, there was a big, massive, almost sumo wrestler guy that was fighting in it as well, weren't he? I think, I think Gordo may have. Gordo fought. Gordo fought the 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 Tuli. I think his name is Tuli. Was it? Halo Tuli. Yeah, yeah. Weren't it? Is that the guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he kicked his tooth out. The tooth was in Gerard in Gerard's food. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I heard that. Um, yeah. I heard he that. broke. He broke his foot, and that's that's when he was, because he was then fighting uh, uh, one of the Gracie brothers in the in the final, and he he couldn't he couldn't kick properly anymore. He was like he was busted up, and then uh, obviously he, he lost the fight to Gracie, who rolled him up with the Brazilian jiu jitsu and stuff. But yeah, it's like <laughs> those were raw days, man. Like yeah. kicking and punching in the people in the face without gloves on and stuff like oh, that. Oh, mate, it was <laughs> it was <laughs> brutal. You wonder how they even got away with it back then. It's crazy, isn't it? Well, I, I can I can remember because, like in in Holland, as <laughs> a very funny thing, I was like uh, my my aunt and my auntie. They, uh, my, is it, am I saying that right? My uncle and my aunt. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's what it is. They uh, they uh, because of my uncle, I I came into Kukshin. And then uh, they were always uh, like really supportive and stuff like that. And then there was a there was a time in in, in Holland you had cage fighting and you had uh, 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 ring fighting. And then cage fighting was really raw and stuff like that, like like in the UFC. And then I remember my aunt calling me up in the morning, like with this very serious voice and a, and a private number. She's like, uh, "Yeah, is this is this Wesley?" Uh, it's like, "Yeah, who, who am I speaking?" Yeah, yeah, the organizer of Cage Wars and yada yada yada. We want you to fight. And I was like, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> is this for real? But then she was she was laughing, and obviously I heard. What, what, but that's that's what you know, kind of what the what the what the feeling was about the Cage Wars and the UC. It was that 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 crazy heart, man. It's like street fighting. Yeah, yeah, it was because I mean, any anything goes at one point. When I think you could kick to the groin in the early yeah, uh, headbutts and stuff like that. Eye gouge, wear wrestling. Vitor Belfort wore wrestling shoes. That weren't allowed, weren't it? Eye gouging was the only thing that weren't allowed. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you, you couldn't do eye pokes. Yes. Yeah. And there was that yeah. fighter that got gouged out, and he was like blind, uh, but he didn't say anything for decades. And it, it, you know, to be honest, if he had said something, it was like one of the really early UFCs. UFC probably never would have been where it is now. No, if you turn around, and said, yeah, I got blinded in this, they would have been yeah. like, this is going nowhere. So he did, he did a, UFC a favor, to be fair. 
Yeah. <laughs> Probably got paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> I gave him like a nice settlement. Like, don't say shit. Don't say yeah. anything. Here's 20, here's 20 grand. Here, yeah. back then. That, like, that becomes like 40 grand now with inflation probably. And uh, those are the days, man. There was also, um, yeah, Semi even competed in UFC for a bit. Like, I don't know what his history was in UFC, but I mean, it was, it was in the... I think there's like three er- – I, I look at the UFC as in four er- like four eras. You have the, the, the Wild West, Zufa, which was built around Chuck and Tito, but you had guys like Semi competing, Randy. It was, and then the tough GSP, Anderson. The, the, I like to call it the golden era where you had tough GSP, Anderson, Chuck, Randy, Andre Arlovsky. It was like a bunch of guys really pulling the promotion to help propel it. Then you have – the Connor era from 2013 to 2016. And now I think it's kind of like, I like I to call it the anti John Jones, like the anti-hero era. Coined that term off my, my friend Adam from uh, Unanimous Decision. He's the one that came up with it because yeah, now yeah. there's no more, there's no more like heroes. It's like, so this, is, this, is, this is a uh, anti, anti-hero show then. Exactly. Yeah. You, you invited me and Darren as, yeah and that and that's what i like about you guys because like the thing is too like it, it's like okay i'm, I'm gonna like because there are some you know that like come off like you know they, they say they're shians and senses but they're not perfect but then if you try to if you try to like talk to them outside they still have that god complex and it's got to stop like it's really got to stop like for example i was one time so I was with my, uh, my, like, my Mohammed, like, you guys uh, obviously, you know, I, I, I always uh, talk about my, my coach. Well, he's a Nidan, but I, he's basically a sensei without being a Sandan, but he's going to be a Sandan, like, very shortly. So Mo and I were out one time, and uh, we saw a Shia, and Mo's in the bathroom. So I'm like, hey, uh, how are you? Like, I gave him his first name. He's like, he's like you don't call me, but he's like, you call me Shia. And I'm like, we're in a bar. We're outside. You know, be, you know, like, the fuck like yeah yeah it's crazy isn't it yeah yes, uh, if you if, if you think about this like there's there's people who, who get the the god complex and and then obviously if, if I, I i gotta tell the story and i won't go into details but then i remember and i i think you probably remember this summer camp as well darren it was like in uh it was the bkk summer camp so it's the english summer camp and I always, I always went there because I really liked the summer camp and we were like there with Darren, myself, a, a, a friend of us, Tom Silver, a few other friends, uh, Anil, obviously he was there as well. And then yeah. we, we were like, we were like, we were brushing our teeth and we just before, I think it was before the, the morning session and it's like, uh, we, we were like sleeping in, in, in complexes where you had shared bathrooms and stuff like that. And then Henshi walked in <laughs> and he was just like, you know, talking randomly and, um, and, and, and we were just all standing there and he's like, he's really cool. And then he went to the toilet <laughs> while we were standing there and he just, he just kept on talking while he was on the toilet. And it's like, and then like, <laughs> we all we like, you know, it's like, like the most normal, like human stuff. He's like one of the guys, he's like, you know, not I'm Hanshi, you got to leave the, the bathroom and stuff like that, like that. He was just, you know, kept on talking to us while, whilst he was going to the, to the toilet. And, 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 you know, that's, that's what it's got to be, man. That's, that's what it's got to be. Yeah. He's so uh, laid back and relaxed. Uh, yeah. he's great. I mean, he's, 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 he's one of a kind really in a lot of ways. Him, um, 
you know, he kind of really broke the mould of uh, of high grade and, and the hierarchy. You know, yeah, he's got a great aura about him. Massive, massive respect for anyone who's ever met him, I think. But he, he doesn't really demand it. You know, yeah, he goes, but no, no one ever calls him by his name. Nobody. Uh, <laughs> no. You know, I, even, to be honest, even when I meet him outside, I, I still call him Hanshi just because that's all I've ever called him. But in my opinion, I think he would never correct you. So if you, if you, if you, Darren, would be there and, and you, you'd be like talking to him, he's like, uh, so Steve, can I get you a cup of tea or stuff like that? He would never say, <clears throat> no, I don't think it's Hanshi for you. You know what I mean? It's, and that's what it is. You get the respect when you, when you, when you, when you earn it. You know what I mean? You, you don't, I would never, and, and Darren is, is the same. We would never be like, well, wait, no, you, you got to call me sensor. I, I would never change my. <laughs> my facebook page into sensei wesley yada yada abs yeah come on uh, yeah i'm the same i mean we we, we even uh we uh, might as well just talk about ferry a little bit where ferry is like uh, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's a younger he's a younger fighter from from, from holland. holland yeah yeah been, great uh, guy ferry Watman. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, big he's, shout he's, out to ferry yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've had some great times with ferry so we went away um to hungary a couple of times for a, a camp which uh, which gordo was actually running um, with uh, Shian Zogaziga over there. And, uh, you know, even, even after, in the lessons, okay, we understand there's, there's kind of that hierarchy. We don't, we, again, we, we don't, it's, it's not something we require to, to be acknowledged. Um, but we get, we're all sharing the room together. And he's like, uh, Sensei, Sensei. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there and he's like, Sensei Darren? <laughs> And then Wesley's like, yo, Darren. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm yeah. not even acknowledging the fact that he's calling me because he's, he's calling me a sensei. I'm like, Ferry. We're, Remember, we're, we're sitting there in boxer shorts only, you know. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, we're just chilling, you know, just like random talk, stuff like that. He's like, sensei this, sensei this. And, and at, at some point, we were like, we didn't even hear it anymore. And I was like, yo, Del. Ferry's gonna Ferry's wanting to ask you something, you know what I mean? And a great respect for him because he, he you know, he he really understands the hierarchy and he's 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 such a respectful guy and yeah, yeah, yeah. like big props to him. But um it's just the fact that 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 the two of us I'm I, I'd rather hear Wesley or or Wes um uh than 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 Sensei. Honestly, I that Wesley is my name for 30 years. Yeah. Sensei is a <laughs> yeah. title. Yeah, like I was talking with, uh, she's coming on tomorrow night. So uh, I don't know, you guys, we have a supporter. Shout out to DJ uh, Bernardo Barile, like always supportive. Yeah. He's yeah. like, that guy, I, I love that guy. He's become like a friend to me, like always like messaging me, asking how I'm doing. You know, he's coming on tomorrow night with uh, his sensei, Joanne Four, uh, Sensei Joanne Fournier, the first female yeah. sensei. So I messaged uh, Joanne and like, and you just said like, you know, I'm like, hi, uh, sensei. She's like, She's like, I only put Sensei on my Facebook page as a business thing for my dojo. Call me Joanne. She's like, I'm, I'm a person. She's like, I'm a person. And I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. She's like, she's like, what do I care? She's yeah. like, she's like, we're all human at the end of the day. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. Like, you know, and even her, she had the she and she's under a uh, Pierre Cataford. Like I messaged him uh, in French because, uh, you know, it's out of, because I mean, like, in, like some in Quebec, there's some, there's like some that, that have better french than english it's not a it's not a big thing you know I, i'm able to communicate in both languages if you guys could do a du you could do in dutch and english so i'm like hey uh Shian pierre and he's like he's like oh, 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 oh he's like in the dojo i'm Shian. he's like outside it's like yeah just call yeah. me pierre okay but on the yeah. show he's like if you can he's like and what i like this is what i respected about him he's like if because i said the door is always open to come on my show and he's like okay he's like 
if you can introduce me as she and Pierre Catterford, I would appreciate that. I said, yeah, like no problem. And like, it's just for, for people for like a business side. And I don't mind that because he's asking, which shows the humility. And I think more needs to be, there needs to be more of that. Because in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you have like, like Henzo Gracie, like you have people sitting next to him. Whereas in Kyokushin, the Shean's like over here and the students are all there and you can't even come up. Yeah. But in jujitsu, you see like yeah. Hicks and Gracie, Henzo sitting with their students, whether it's a white belt or a blue belt. And this is something that Mohammed, uh, my coach brought up very uh, poignantly. And I, and I think it's something that I think should change in Kyokushin. I really yeah. think, you know, it needs to change. Yeah. I think, how, how did you find that in, uh, that in Japan, uh, uh, Darren? Because, because when I was there, it was like, they, in Japan, they still have that really big hierarchy stuff. But yeah. there's like a lot of Sheehans who don't really like it. And then I was like, because I was there, and then uh, I, just, I just went over to uh, Sheehan Tomoyuki Monmai. He's a really, really cool guy. He's like Japanese Elvis. But, you know, he's like, I, I went there, and, then, and I was just, you know, like, like he was a normal person and he gave me the same respect. Like I was a normal person, you know what I mean? And it's not like they always have to be like that. How, how did you, how did you uh, find that, Darren? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I think it depends a lot where you go, obviously. Um, I mean, um, I, I spent um, a lot of time in uh, Mashiro Keneko's dojo, for example. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a very relaxed environment. Um, you know, he's, he's very, very friendly he'll come over and talk to you, you know, if you go out for dinner, he's sitting with you, you know, and, and things like that. Um, I went to uh, Hiroshige's dojo, again, really, really friendly, a little bit more formal, but um, still very, very friendly, spoke to you even as a, uh, as, as like a foreigner that doesn't okay, speak any Japanese. You know, <laughs> it, it is difficult for some of the older generation because not all of them speak English at all, let alone very well. Um, so uh, that was that was quite cool. Um, I, tra I trained with Midori and Masuda as well. Um, you know, even though you knew that they were they were Shians, they were very very friendly with you, uh, sit with you, eat with you, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So I think in in certain areas, I, I think probably Ike Oana probably a little bit more in that regimented um, regime. But um, I think I think it's lapsing off a little bit. Um, and the experiences I've had in, in Japan have, have been good, but I suppose we're, we're fortunate enough to maybe pick where we, we go because we know a few people. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you just went into an, into a dojo, you may not get the same experience. It might be different. Yeah. It might be different. Yeah. Like another, some other examples, um, were, uh, that I've come across where like, they don't really use that hierarchy, like even outside, like one of that. So two of them are, uh, Rene Cruz and the USA she and Rene Cruz of Ring Wars like he, like awesome. I, I message him I message him and he's like hey just call me Rene he's like just call me Rene and also she and Tom Callahan like that guy is such a cool human being like like I call him it's like you guys with Hanshi it's the same with me and Callahan like I just call him she and Tom but he, if I called him like Tom or or like just by his last name Callahan he, he wouldn't go like <clears throat> he'll be like oh yeah he's like sure it's like because he's got a like he's got like other projects he's a successful businessman in the music business He's got a lot of historical stories, you know, being born, like, you know, living through like, like, pre, like different eras. Um, and he's in uh, Julie Lamar, you know, Sensei Julie Lamar. Like one time I saw her, okay, this is going to make, this is a funny story. So I didn't know who Julie was. Okay. Like I knew of her by name. So one day, like I park out my, I park my car outside, like where um, the gym is where I was training with Mo. She's like, Hey, Andrew. I'm like, uh, Hey, she's like, uh, you don't know who I am. Do you? I'm like, 
I'm like, maybe. She's like, I'm Julie. I'm like, oh, hey, Sensei. She's like, she's like, don't, she like, don't. She's like, I'm Julie. She's like, just Julie. And she's like, but good job on the show, by the way. Back in my old show when I had her, she's like, but good job on the show. And you know, like, uh, definitely, like, she she wants to come on. It's just about timing. But yeah, like, it's just you know, these are the minds that I want to give the exposure to because that's just gonna raise the bar and make people say, like, you know what? I can do this martial arts. You know what? I like the community because she hands and senseis like these people we're all mentioning. They're the ones that are gonna that show why the community is like. Yeah. what it is yeah yeah i mean the community is great in, in kyokushin obviously because we've all been there for a long time uh yeah there's there's always some uh some diamonds in the rough shall we say uh or vice versa but i think generally most most of the people are, are pretty cool you know and then what you need to realize in, in as you said earlier there's a lot of people that are doing kyokushin that just do kyokushin you know they don't they, they have no interest in fighting they have no interest in competing they just want to be a little bit more supple, a little bit stronger, and, and Kyokushin will give that to you. But, you know, if we were to just build build a, a, an organization or, or a foundation upon elite fighters, you'd only have a few of them. And that's, that's the same with any sport. Yeah. Okay, judo, boxing, they're all publicized, uh, UFC, a lot more than, than, than you know, than the elite fighters, than, than karate, but all the elite fighters are just the, the, the pinnacle of that sword. And even, even I, I saw an advert the other day that Conor McGregor was getting 5 million for that fight the other day. And then one of the, uh, one of the other guys was just getting like a, a couple of hundred grand. So there's even that big divide in, in pay gap in, in there. But I think the background is made up of such a strong base of other people, you know, yeah. and that's, and, and uh, that's, that's in, in in these times it's it's really hard. What you said there is very um very 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 true. If you if you look at that, we, we you know we need to think about the base of of the people because only from a, if you have two thousand people, there's probably going to be a maximum of five really really elite level fighters or elite level karate cut. And I'm I'm really proud because because uh, uh, last week I think was it last week when we had um. Shamima uh, get into KOT session. Yeah. So we it's had a complete, complete starter. The first. She, she, she watched the last Saturday and then she's actually joined this week. Yeah. So we have a, we have a new karate student and, and, and she started off karate for the things we just did. And she just, you know, she watched a few of the fids and a few of the sessions. She was like, oh, this is really cool. You know, I, I'd like to do this. She's, she's got some really good questions during the, yeah. during the session and stuff like that. And they're really good that, that we, in, in these, these hard times, we can create a base of new people getting into karate. I've, I've, I had two, two students, one of my students, like, like Martin, he's, he's, a, he's a new guy. And he, he's like, he saw Cobra Kai and he was like, yeah. I want to do karate. And then he, you know, like five or six years ago, he, he, uh, he was in a high school where I teach karate. And he was like, after, after all of these years, he came back to me. He was like, Oh, that was really cool. I had an injury on my knee back then, but now I really want to do this. And he's like extremely, extremely fanatic and, and stuff like that. And that's the base we want to build on. Because yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You want to spread the word. <clears throat> because if everyone's coming through the door thinking, Oh my God, I've got to be an elite athlete to even try this. We're going to get nobody. You turn into an elite fighter. You turn into an elite athlete. I mean, some people have a natural gene pool to just turn up and do some stuff, but nobody starts running a hundred meters in 10 seconds, just like that straight away without some training and things like that. And we need to give this across to people. Yeah. We've been very fortunate in careers, you know, we've done this, we've done that. Yep, very, very fortunate to be able to pass that on to other people. But 
not everybody wants to do that. Not everybody wants to make the sacrifices that we made to actually get to a level of being able to compete for starters, let alone being successful. But, you know, an elite of five, five fighters in your organization isn't going to keep your dojo running, isn't going to keep you growing. And it definitely, definitely isn't going to fill your time up because (laughs) everyone's different. Yeah. Everyone is different. Everyone's got different goals, different mentalities, different timeframes, you know, someone wants to come in and he's like, yeah, I'm 45. I just want to, just want to start training. Just want to do this. Yeah. I'd like to do some pads and, 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 you know, live the next 20 years of my life here in, in an active environment. So I can maybe get to retirement and still do some stuff. Definitely. I mean, I started Kyokushin as a heavyweight. Like, I mean, I was weighing 215 pounds. I mean, you guys seen the post on Facebook. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch that. What, what did you, I didn't catch that. What did you say there? I started as a heavyweight as well. I was massive. <laughs> Ask Shian Felix next week. Next week, say Darren was a big lad when he started karate. Down the <laughs> He'll tell you. He'll tell you straight. <laughs> I, uh, I, this. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait. Yeah, no. Like I was two hundred fifteen pounds in my first two tournament I ever did. I had no proper coaching. I, I had no training. I got third place. I mean, but I mean, it kind of felt like I didn't really. And I was like, oh, nice. I got third place. Woo, I could do this. Then uh, my next tournament I did was uh, I, I went down from 215 to 170 pounds within eight months. But they That's put me lot. up against one of uh, Sensei Steve Fogarazzi's guys, Andrew, who's like a super heavyweight because they didn't have enough people in my category. So it was like a really disorganized tournament. But uh, I don't regret it. Like, I mean, I fought Andrew. And then that's when I met Mo because then Mo looks at my video and he's like, I think I can help you. He's like, you got to look at a few things. He's like, because you could have beat this super heavyweight even at 170. And then I go under him and uh, I won my last, I got second place in my last tournament as uh, you guys saw. And um, that was that, I almost won that fight. Like, you know, I don't want to sound like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite, like back in 82 or back in 2019, I could have won. No, like I I just didn't know how to check the leg kicks from uh, Vincent Michaud's guy, Mathieu. And uh, that's the truth. But, you know, like the guy made me a better fighter. But that was like the best fight I've ever been in. Like just uh, just like uh, it's like it's like I even watch it now. And then when people watch it, they're like they tell they now like I'm being compared to Nick Diaz of Kyokushin. When I show them the fight, they're like, you just keep coming and coming. And yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a fighter. Like I'm not like a karate like I'm a karate kind of sense, but I'm a fighter fighter. Like I I want wars to happen. When you watch me fight, there's gonna be wars. And when Kumite's come back, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna announce it. I'm back, baby. I'm out of retirement. My hiatus. The <laughs> Drew's coming out of retirement. So yeah, I'm out. You know, I'm, I'm out. I, I'm not out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm yeah, no, like, I mean, it's time, you know, uh, I miss it. I love competing and it just gives you that discipline. Like it's like, you hate doing the training when you have to wake up, you guys would understand, but it's like, you love it. Like, don't you just feel the same way? Like you hate it, but you love it at the same time. Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah. Oh mate. Yeah. We, we, you know, we, we always had like, and I think Darren is the same. We, we always had like preparations of 12 to 16 weeks. You know what I mean? And, and, and being in preparation for such a long time, you, you, your, your life is different than a lot of people. And uh, uh, last week on Super Saturday, we had, uh, we had Jonas on. Uh, in, yeah, in Swedish guy, right? Yeah, Swedish guy. And he, uh, he had some really wise words, you know what I mean? He, he, had, he, he said some really, really good things that really gave, gave, gave away what it's, what it's like to be, a, to, to be an elite fighter or at least, you know, 
go 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 for a go for a goal and you know i i've i've hated so many times of the training i hated so many times of not you know being able to do all i wanted to do but then the reward is wicked although it was only a plastic cup or a metal cup you know yeah but it's the you know the, the the title, I suppose, the recognition, the achievement. You know, and it's all, it's all about self worth sometimes. Because, like you say, I mean, some some of the trophies have been great, and some of them have been absolutely rubbish. And to your point as well, we've gone to some tournaments that have been absolutely terribly run, and some of them are uh, amazing. You know, I mean, the, the, the one in Hungary that me and Wesley were at, I, I was supposed to be the first fighter on in the day. I've warmed up about four times in this tournament, and it, and and what they had done originally is put me in against the heavyweight. <laughs> and then, remember I, if, if you if you if you hear darren work out <laughs> he's got this really hard hiss on him he's like <laughs> like the hardest the hardest sound ever and everybody in the tournament <laughs> heard him warm up for like 20 times <laughs> then again he still didn't he still wasn't on stuff yeah, like that i, I think at the end i was the last fight on in the first day and i was yeah. like you couldn't have got this more wrong, guys. I was supposed to be the first fighter, and you put me in the wrong category for starters. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, the, the the tournament was a good result in the end for me, but the, the running yeah. of it was terrible. For me, what is the so. what are your, what are the best Kyokushin fights you've ever seen? That like everyone should try. If it's on YouTube, they should watch it. What are the best fights that? Um, this is difficult. I, I think it depends what you're looking for. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of different types of fights that you can watch. Like, for example, Peter Schmidt and Curacao is. It's. I was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna mention that. It yeah. was. It, it's an incredible fight, and it was. I mean, it's. I mean, it's not a fight you'd like to be involved in, but it's, it's an incredible fight. I think <laughs> if if in that one fight there was like a thousand low kicks or something, and that. that <laughs> these guys batter at each other yeah, yeah, yeah. it's non-stop as well it's just yeah. absolutely manic and then you know i, I guess there's uh there's, well there's loads more uh, yeah. yeah i really like the, the there's indeed there's a there's a lot of lot of great and legendary fights if you look at um if, if you're more looking for like technical fights you gotta watch. Uh, you gotta. You gotta look up Gary O'Neill. He had a. He had oh a, my God! You know it's funny. You know it's funny. I was today years. I was last week years old when Mo said, "You don't even know who the fuck Gary O'Neill is." He's like, and he's just railing on me ever since. And he's like yeah. sending me videos. He's like, learn your history. Yeah, yeah. His style was amazing, and you know, if you, if and and he's had some legendary fights as well. And then then there's like a, there's like a lot. Of, I think. I think that the 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 Kurosawa Smith fight is is probably probably one of the biggest wars uh, ever ever fought. Yeah, and uh, 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 Mick Thompson versus um, versus um, what's his name again? The Aikido one. Uh, Matsui. The, the, Matsui. Yeah, yeah. So there was a. I, I don't, I'm not even sure. I've seen it on DVD. I'm not. I'm not sure if it's on, but it's like a. That was a, a brutal, brutal fight, and uh, eventually, it's, it's like a very controversial fight as well, right? Eh? Where, yeah. where he, where he, he, Mick Thompson actually beat. 
he actually beat it, Matsui, and he actually yeah. scored like maybe one or two Rosaris against him, but he didn't get it. And then and he shot like, boards, and then I think yeah, he, and then you know it was fine. And then, like after after the twelfth or so extension, it's like they really they really took, took everything out of it. He got um, uh, he, he got a Rosari against him by by Matsui, which was a beautiful kick. But the yeah. thing is, you you when when you see this fight, you only see Matsui. Uh, doing the Mawashigiri against against McThompson, but then yeah. there was a lot of controversy there. That was a really good fight as well. I, I really uh, I really re recall that fight as one of the one of the greats. And it's probably like I mean, just touching on McThompson in '84, he had five extensions against Nakamura, the eventual winner, and then in '87 he had five extensions against Matsui. Now fights don't ever go that long. <laughs> they're, they're actually only scheduled for like maybe three rounds maybe four yeah, max, rounds maximum of four yeah. rounds yeah and, yeah and in japan as well they normally they because there's so many competitors in the tournament they normally give like really quick quick decisions in the early rounds like after three minutes there's a decision three minutes and then two minutes maybe and then someone's always winning on on weight or boards at that point but yeah to go five extensions yeah, you've got to have yeah. some fitness in you for for starters, and then bearing in mind this was like the fifth, fifth or sixth fight. fight. Yeah, was it, it semi-finals or um, it was the semi-finals? Yeah. Semi-final. So this this, this probably the sixth fight because you uh, the with the final in there it's seven fights. Seven fights, yeah, exactly. Yeah, six fights to then go five extensions, effectively six rounds. Mate, that's mustard. Yeah. I mean, um, Mick and, and, and Matsui were incredible Amazing. fighters. Yeah, like, incredible yeah. fighters. And, and, and one of the, one of the, I was, I'm, I'm recalling this as well, is the, the Nick Costa knockout. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah. of the, 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 probably the most famous knockout, I, I would yeah. say. It was yeah. the first. It was the first ever foreigner to knock out a Japanese fighter. That must have been big. I mean, like the earth must have fought. The sun must have come to the earth for Japan, we, basically. We 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 had we had Nick DaCosta in the show in in KOT, and 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 uh, when we when we when we when we have a have a guest on on Super Saturday, we 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 like to do a little Q and A. It's like, like not a full podcast, but we 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 like to do a little Q and A. And then he, he we talked about this about this knockout, and he actually felt sorry. Or uh, he had a he had a bad feeling about this because he knew he knew like in Bushido code and Samurai code he knew what this meant for the guy. So he felt actually, he actually felt sorry. I've, I've never felt sorry for a knockout. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm a bastard, you know. <laughs> I, I had quite a few. I guess that's where the anti-hero comes in, right? <laughs> Say, hey, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, man. You know what you're doing when you step true on that, that tatami. Yeah, yeah, true that, you know. But it's like the the, the way he he talks about this it was really really big respect for Nick Costa as well. I mean. He, that was amazing and and yeah that was a one crazy fight was really technical from his side the japanese like doing a, the, the the proper japanese style running forward going in there really really hard that was a really good style of technical fighting uh and 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 why that is smarter than going for a war yeah, yeah and it, it was just out of nowhere as well if, if you haven't seen the kick you gotta watch it it's it's on youtube Check it out. He, he just yeah. literally he's standing there, and then the fight restarts. Like, Bounce, boom. Boom. And honestly, it, you know, you know, some of those kicks, you you, you hear like the boom, and you, you you know, you see that you see the impact on this kick. It literally looked like it waves in front of the guy's face. Yeah, it hits yeah, him it was so, that hard. Hard, so fast. It, yeah. it just goes like this, and then the guy's like, 
the second he got he, he, he got connected, he was he was he, he, he gone. was gone before his eyes had even rolled back. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. Oh, I mean, man. yeah, I mean, I, 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 it, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, the Michelle Waddell and um, Adamir da Costa was a good fight as well in '87. Yeah. Um, it sounds like we're stuck in the '87 eras, but then. <laughs> you know, you look at Gary O'Neill against um, the likes of Frances- Francisco Filio, Kazumi, then there's Ryan Oshuma, um, you know, and there's, there's just so oh, if, if, if we talk about, like, there was not one fight, but there was, like, <laughs> Mad Max, Max Dedic, oh. <laughs> Russian Max. Guys, that guy is wild. Oh, my God. You want to talk about yeah, Russians? Right. Let's go to Russia. There's Max, and then there's Darman, then there's Emerenko. There's, like, I can name a curb. For those who are Russian listeners, I just want to say, if I don't mention this legend, I am, I do, I am sorry, but you guys have too many legends. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. But if you think about Max, he's like, he, there was a tournament. He was like in, in, in I think he came up at nine, 98, 99 uh, in, in like, like the, white, the wider public. And there was a European tournament in 2001. Uh, this was in Berlin, in Germany. I was there, I was 11 years old. So I was sitting there screaming for Renee Stichter, screaming for, you know, everybody over there. And then Max Dedick was there and he, he won the Oyama Cup in Holland, uh, I think 99 or 2000. I have a picture of that, this circulating on Facebook and stuff like that. But he was there and every fight, he, he, he blasted everybody. He, he, literally, he was on the mat for two minutes in total. And he had five fights, or maybe five or six fights. He was, he was a, a total of two minutes. The guy, man, was a oh, what a machine gun. These he Russians was. are terminators. They they really are. Like it doesn't make. And it's like I say that respectfully. It's like, and you know what's funny? It's like so funny because it's one thing to get the Japanese to come down. Because like uh, when I had my last tournament, there was um, Kancho Fujiwara at the time. So. I'm going to butcher the story here a bit. So, Mo, please forgive me. Uh, Shian Ray Cormier, who was also there in this conversation too. So, I'm waiting. And um, so, uh, Fujiwara comes up to Mohammed, And, uh, you know, that was Royama. He was under uh, Kancho Royama before he started his own org. So, Fujiwara comes up to, to Mohammed. He's like, oh, he's like, uh, so you are Canada's Mohammed chick. So, we've heard a lot about you. And then one of his champions, he's like, we couldn't make this fight happen when you were with IKO, but we're glad uh, you are. Uh, we can make this happen now. And Mo was like, and he's like, he's, and he's like, he's like, I hope you're ready. And Mo, typical Mo, like samurai, like killer, like uh, Gegard Musasi mode. He's like, yep. He's like, he's like, bring him on November. He's like, I'm, I'll be ready. Unfortunately, it didn't happen because of like circumstances and whatnot. But uh, man, like just to, it's like the Japanese is one thing. But then when the, it was also being told that the, the Geki that was supposed to happen before COVID, the rush, there were some Russians that were supposed to come and that was going to probably wake up like the, the beast in Mo to, to come out. Cause he wants, he, he wants, he wants a big tournament, you know I mean? Yeah. That's the thing. And those Russians, man, they come, it's like, there's like that Rocky foreignness to them where like they meet Ivan Drago for the first time. And it's like, everyone's like, it's Oh a, my God. It's a very funny thing about the Russians because they always have like these kind of like this aura against, you know, around them. Like, they're untouchable or they're not nice people and stuff like that. But when you actually meet them, we, we got, a, we got a few friends from Russia, and yeah. especially like the Yamburg team. These guys are crazy. And these were, but the, the thing is, they just don't speak English. You know what I mean? They just, they just, a, a lot of them, they just, they just really have the language barrier. And obviously when you, when you, when you fight professionally and you get paid to fight, like Darren and myself, we, we, 
we don't get paid to fight. We don't get paid for karate. We, we love the game. We love what we do. And it would be, it would be pretty good to get paid, to, to be fair, but we don't. Um, and then it's, it's something different. These guys do this day in, day out. They, 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 they work for this. They fight. And when they fight you, you're just, you know, you're their payday. So they got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching Apollo. It's like watching a don. It's like watching uh, Apollo Creed. Well, you're like Apollo Creed, and it's like they're in there. It's like, and you're like, fuck. That's yeah. the thing with the Russians. But you know what? There are a few that can really stand toe to toe with them. Like, I'm, and that's the thing. Mo did it. He he has the story about fighting Darman. How do you say his last name again? Sadanos. That focuses. Yeah. Fought Darman. I mean, you know, to fight Darman. I mean, that's that, that says it. something. Whether you win or lose, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people like you know, there are a lot of heavyweights out there that you know that uh, you know. As I said, there's three heavyweights in Canada that garner the respect when you mention their names. As mentioned, there Mick Cadero, Vincent Michaud, and Mohamed Chick. There's a few others. I'm not impressed by them because they only had one fight in Japan. Until you fought a Russian, until you fought an Iranian, or you mm. fought Europeans. You, you can't say you're up there with the best, especially the Russians. Like, you have to fight at least one Russian to say, you know what? Like, <laughs> that's, just my, that's just my opinion. But, uh, I mean, there's such a, a wealth of um, experience and uh, a massive pedigree of fighters across the world. Um, I, you know, and, and there's massive, massive contributions from a lot of people. But I think it's, it's, it's even more difficult now to say that you're just fighting in your own, in your own organization all the time. You know how good are you really? You know if you don't if you don't spread your wings a little bit, fight in some other organisations. The referees aren't necessarily on your side. You know, and it's difficult, and it's it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting transition sometimes in the style of fighting that different organisations actually actually adopt. It's all yeah. shit, but they fight differently within the different organisations. Although how- there is there are there are like a few people who who would stand out still uh, even if they wouldn't fight in their own organization. Look at Valerie Dimitrov, look oh, at yeah. Um, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Alejandro uh, Navarro, if, if, you know, these guys. Ewerton, Teixeira, Andrews Navarro is a, Navarro is amazing as well. We, we, we haven't even talked about him, but he's, he's incredible. Great, I mean, he's like, amazing well, guy. You guys want to hear something crazy? Fighting and still winning. He's, he's, yeah. he's He's incredible. Wicked. Um, yeah, he's really, really cool. But if you look at these guys, these guys would stand out in any organization. You know what I mean? If, if you look at Mitrov, um, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure he would, he would, he would, he would have won tournaments like in any organization. You know what yeah. I mean? In, in any oh, organization. Yeah. The, the guy is like something different. Navarro, he would win in any organization. I'm, well, you know, Darren and myself, we fought in, in, a lot of organizations except for IKEA one but um I, I think this is i think this is this is the way <laughs> if, if they're still up for it you know <laughs> no but if you know if, if this if this um this is really important you know to to spread your wings and 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 think about the the what's what's on the next side you can be a european champion in in, in a lot of organizations but you can you can really think about how good you are, or really measure yourself of of, of how good you are, of how, how good you've been doing. If you if you look outside of the organisations you're in, yeah, I mean, of Very course, true. You support your own organisation and stuff. But nowadays, there's so many tournaments around and and and, and things like that. There's there's a lot of options. I mean, when I when when I when I started fighting, for example, 
we didn't have the option of fighting in Japan in, in early 2000s. Um, all the time that I was fighting in, in, in um, I mean, all the time that I was fighting, I think there was only two IFK Europeans, for example. And that's just yeah. the, the way it worked out. You know, um, I was fortunate to fight in a lot of world tournaments and a lot of different organizations. But, um, you know, I, I only had the, the actual two IFK tournaments, maybe a third. Um, there was a, a one... 07 in Samara. <clears throat> That's the one I think. 15. Yeah, 2015 was in Bulgaria. Yeah. And, and there was going to be 2020. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, they were a bit sporadic there. We was always really on it with the world tournament, so to speak. But for some reason, Europeans just didn't materialize. Uh, yeah. What Wesley says is, is true. You know, I mean, um, there's a lot of organizations out there and, and different ways to test yourselves as a, as a fighter. And it's a great place to start in, start off now um, because you've got so many options. You know, I go here, maybe I'll do a little tournament here, get ready for a big tournament here. You know, whereas, I mean, if you go back to like the 80s, there was only probably a few tournaments in the year, period. Yeah. There was a national tournament in, in a lot of countries. You maybe go to like a, an international tournament, which was probably one of their national tournaments. <laughs> and then you had like uh, the Europeans and the world championships and the world championships was only every four years. <clears throat> yeah. yeah a, a lot has, a lot has changed. And I, th I think for, for the good, to be fair, I, I think it's, yeah, I think a lot has changed for the good and a, and a, and a lot has changed yeah. for the bad, you know, um, obviously there was a division there across organizations for a long time, a long time. And I think there, I think every, a, a lot of people are working together and a little bit harmonious in, in the fact of, yep, yeah, you can come here and we can go there. And, you know, I think, um, I think, I, and I, to be honest, I think maybe the 05 um, World Tournament in, in the IFK was a bit of a bridging point because we had, uh, we had a lot open. of, the, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, IFK has, all, has always been open and that's the great thing about it. Um, we, we've always been open to a lot of organizations fighting, but in 05 particularly, we had a lot of uh, fighters come from uh, Kyokushinkan, Royama, and obviously yeah. uh, Hanshi and Royama have a good relationship anyway and it materialized into a... Into I a think month. this was probably the start of why, when the, <laughs> the 09 in Hungary, the, the All World Championship was, was, was made. Absolutely. Because, you had like, uh, Tamir Gatchev come over and he actually won the heavyweights. Uh, at Reshidov, yeah. Destroyed everybody in the middle ways. I mean, that fight was something else as well. I mean, he was this guy could spin around and spin around again, and then do an axe kick and then spin around again. I mean, it's, it's incredible. But if you talk about Shamsuddin, he, he's creating some killers now as well. He's like he, he's not only a great fighter; he's also a great a great coach as well. He's got a few juniors who like who are scary, but he looked scary. Which Shams country? Shams which which country? Russian. Is he from? Russian. 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 Okay. And he's he's, like, uh, his, his name is uh, triple world champ. I can't remember now. Uh, yeah, tri triple world champ is, is Shamsuddin Abdurashidov, and this guy, he looked like a serial killer as well. Yeah, I, I, I remember the jokes we had about him. If it, you don't want, you didn't want to see him like he was. <laughs> he got hit by Zavarov, uh, a guy who Darren fought, like a lightweight Russian guy, and Gastashev, the heavyweight Russian guy from Cannes. They were warming him up and he got he got beaten by them harder in the warm up. <laughs> then he got beaten in the in the in, in the fighting area. That guy was something something special. He, could... he was so explosive, so so quick. Uh 
it was and it was and at the time as well his style was so unique yeah and, yeah. and rumors have it that he came from a a, a non-contact background in karate which is why his style was so um so especially explosive. especially for a russian because like the russians <laughs> the like they had, they had like in the in the 90s and the early 2000s they had they, they had this very typical style of fighting and I, the only one i can recall who was different was was oleg florin the 97 world champion yeah. lightweight amazing fighter but he he was the only one who had a different style but was still a russian style and then after rashidov came into the scene and he was something else he was something else he was so good it, 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 and it was really difficult for people to figure him out because he was just so different to everybody else's style. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, he was, he was so really, was he like the style bender, like an MMA for Kyokushin back in his day? Like where like no one really knew what to expect from him because it was like a weird, weird, like not textbook style. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah I, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he did things people have never seen from, from at least never seen from Rus Russians or Eastern Europeans because he had the strength as well. You know, he had, he had the, he had the Russian power, the Eastern European. He was like, he was like punching holes into people. <laughs> and then not only doing that, but doing double spins and like standing this close, making a Margiri to the face and then a Shirim with the same leg. And we were like, wait, yeah. rewind, please. Did we see this? Did we see this probably? Was it his right leg? You know, that, that was what happened. You know what I mean? And it's, he was really, really, yeah, he was really good. Was he from like uh, the Dagestan Chechnya side or he was like Russian, Russian? Because you know there's two sides to Russia, basically. I think, I think it was the Islamic part of Russian. Uh, so the, the Dagestani side. Killers. <clears throat> Just killers. Sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There are yeah. so many killers from that part. Like Kurbanov, I mean, you know, Kurbanov has done such a good job of like really his influence, whether he's with IKO or not, like... Leshy is a guy that like, oh my God, like, you know, when you're in the presence of him, like I've heard stories, like very just, nice guy. He's absolutely ruthless, that man. Yeah. He's in Holland quite a few times. He comes to Holland normally quite a few times. He, 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 he's got some, yeah, with the kickboxes. Yeah. yeah. He's got a good relationship with uh, the Coliseum gym and those are big guys in Holland. And uh, he was like... A few years. I'm. I'm really. I'm really envious on this. My mother went on a Tuesday night. She went to a kebab shop and stuff like that. On a Tuesday night, like a, in in nearby Rotterdam, and she's like, "Hold on, Wes. Here's a picture. Do you know who this guy is? Because he looks really familiar." She sends a picture of fucking Lechi Kubanov in a kebab store. I was like, "That's that's Lechi Kubanov. You need to go to him and ask if you can get on a picture with him because." This is not happening, you know. <laughs> like in regular day day star life, she she just she just saw him, and he, so apparently he's 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 off he's like a few times a year in Holland. But he's he's a really nice guy as well, a killer in the mat, ruthless as Darren said. Fought Eric fought Ayrton Teixeira, another ruthless killer from Brazil. Like the Brazilian guys too. I mean, you know, I've had a, a I'm kind of friendly with Andrews Nakahara, uh, another yeah. one who's very good. Andrews is yeah. You guys should really get him on KRT because he's doing a lot of good things with Brazil. I can help make, I can try to help make that happen. I'm gonna. I don't think yeah, if anything. Cool. That'd be pretty yeah, good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually saw Andrews Nakahara fight in in Japan. I think it was yeah, yeah, yeah. I think oh, it was that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it was 03. Crafty. So crafty. Yeah. He's a crafty bugger. 
it was either 03 or 07, but I think uh, he was the he was the middleweight uh, world champion at the time when he when he went to. So it might have been 07. Thinking about it, yeah, he was uh, he was good. And then he went into um, he go to MMA as well and do a little bit of that. He's now back to Kyokushin, I think now because you know he had his fun in MMA. I mean, I'm sure he'll come back eventually if he wants to, but he doesn't need to. Like he's he's successful with what he does in Brazil and. Same with Ewerton too. Like Ewerton's in Japan, you know, Ewerton fought in K1. He fought Overeem, okay? Like, you know what? Like, if you fought Alistair Overeem in K1, you're pretty legit. That was a really, really hard knockout, though, with the knee. He got KO'd very hard. By <laughs> <laughs> but hey. I, 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 like, I like Everton as a Kyokushin fighter, but in, in K1, the, I remember that fight, and I was like, wow. I was silent by that. <laughs> Have you seen uh, he did MMA as well and Lecce did MMA as well. Lecce did they MMA? Yeah, they weren't that yeah. successful in that, in, in, in all fairness. They, <laughs> you know, the thing is, you, you got to be of a, like, a specific or like different style if you can really, really adjust yourself into the kickboxing. Into, I, think, I think probably the one who did it best in, in like in, 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 in that sort of senses are um, was uh, Fitosa and Fideo. Those they they probably did the best job and Andy Hook, but he was really still relying on a lot of his kicks. His boxing wasn't no really and Andy Hook was just like a, he was just a natural warrior, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. I mean if you look at that if you look at like the old fights, his boxing was not cute. <laughs> No, um, he got knocked out hard a couple of times, Andy Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against Ernesto Host as well, he, he yeah. knocked him out. What's well, Ernesto really doing? What's he what's er- like that? Didn't he? He, he, yeah. was, he was panned out. Like, he, really, really weird hook. Like, but he KO'd him. Yeah. He, this guy must be so strong. Uh, I, 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 you know, Filio. I've heard some rumors about how, how strong he is, but he must be so strong. I mean, to just go like this, and that's all it looks like, and you knock out Andy Hart. Yeah, it's pretty legit. The, the, the power in his body, he, he I think, I think Filio really understand, understand his body, like really, really good. Yeah, because he was, he was very big, but so, such a natural fighter as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's really uh, enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it really is. What's uh, the future for KRT? Say, what do you guys plan to do with it? Like <laughs> as a, moving forward, since it's picking up so much steam. Well, we, uh, yeah. Got a film coming out for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Darren, uh, Darren Van Dam, and uh, and, <laughs> and Wesley no, no. Lundgren. Wesley Lundgren. Yeah, I, I, you know that that's pretty good. <laughs> that means I got the looks on me. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. What's the future for KRT? We um we you know we just keep going. And uh, we, we have a lot of fun and we always say to each other, it's, it's uh, always a, never a chore, always a pleasure to, to do. And we would like to do this, you know, make this, make this, um, this, this whole Zoom stuff and then the online, online stuff. We, we would like to go physical, you know what I mean? So if there is a possibility to, to, to organize a camp, um, we, we would definitely love to organize a camp. We, we, ha- we had some nice ideas on how to make these camps special. And, uh, I think, I think we got a few, few, few good ideas just to do it different than, than a normal summer camp or just a fighting camp and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's a dream for, for, for us. Ain't, ain't that, uh, ain't that right, Darren? 
yeah i mean uh, absolutely i mean we 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 really enjoyed uh and we do enjoy online and we will continue it for sure in in any capacity um but yeah i mean to to i, th I think maybe to reward everybody as well to to actually say hey look you thank you really appreciate your support we'd like to we'd like to put on a um, on, on an event uh like a a weekend course or, or or a camp and we was actually talking about it the other day weren't we about maybe um trying trying to build some like funds up um to kind of because once we come out of this situation anyway, we understand the, the, the world is probably not going to be the same. And if we could support the, the, the finances a little bit off of that, a, a little bit easier to make it easier for people to come across, then it would be fantastic because it's about sharing, sharing the reward, sharing the environment, sharing the experience with people. You know, it's, it's, it's great if people come over and they, they're able to fund themselves and fantastic. But, if we can also give a little bit back to people and say, look, we're, we're going to try and support the costs of this a little bit. And, you know, we were, we were trying to flirt some ideas on how we, how we manage that um, for the future, because we don't know when, when it's going to be, but we, it's definitely something we want to go. And then if you, if, if you think about what the reason is we, we do this, the reason we do this is we, 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 we are really, really good friends. We are, we really love, we really love karate at Kyokushin in, in, in particular. We really love the game. We really love to teach and, and, and give our vision because we're, we, you know, we don't say we're the best in what we do. We just share the vision we have and, and we try to be as versatile as, as possible. And, and it's, it started off with, you know, we, we, we teach some, some sessions together in, in Holland. We teach together on, on the summer camp in, in, in Hungary by, by, uh, by Zoltsiga and and you know that's what we'd like to do we just we just love to teach to 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 meet new people to share our ideas our vision our you know our dream of of, of Kyokushin to to a lot of people and if this is in in Holland in the UK or anybody you know asks us to to come over we would love to so yeah that's, yeah, that's, that's the dream. Bahamas absolutely down for it, a hundred percent. Just saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little less, you know, comfortable going to Alaska, North Pole, South Pole. It's really cold. Stuff like come to Canada. Come to Canada. Well, uh, well, uh, Terry thought Scott. Terry said Scott's from Alaska, but I mean, no, but no, he's yeah, from no. Canada. Come to Canada. Yeah, come. It's minus forty right now. Not really, but yeah, yeah. So if we come, we we'd like to come out. If someone asks us to come to Canada to teach, please do this in in summertime. <laughs> Why don't you go to go to go to Yekater, go to Yekaterinburg in uh, January to, and let me know how that is. Uh, we've been to Siberia uh, for the Yamber Cup twice, and this was in uh, Novyorengoi, and this was sixty kilometers from the Arctic boundaries, where the sun shines twenty-four hours a day. Uh, I think I, I remember it was like 25 or 30 degrees in Moscow, in Moscow. <laughs> and we went to Yamburg to, to Novyorenko and it was like minus 13. So think about the difference there. It's just like an ice desert up there. And it? it's just, yeah. there's, there's no, there's no horizon. Um, it's, 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 it's a different place. Uh, <laughs> we had the Sayonara there, which was terrific to be fair. We, we, yeah. We came out, we didn't know what time it was. We were, you know, a little bit boozed up, stuff like that. And then we were like looking over the, to, 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 
to the sky and was like, oh my God, did we party all night? <laughs> it was four o'clock at night. It was like still bright daylight. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. Cause where can, where can the, everyone catch you guys uh, on so all social media platforms? So they can, they can find us on, on all of them individually or via KRT. So um, we're on, we're on Facebook, obviously Darren Stringer and, and Wesley Janssen. We've got KRT tips and tricks on Facebook as well. Wesley's dojo is Hikori Mayo and mine is Budo Kyokushinkai. So um, there's a few platforms there. Exactly the same on Instagram, to be fair. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Stringer D1 on Insta and Wes is Wes G. Um, that's just it, isn't it? Wes G. Yeah, Wes, Wes 90. So, Wes, Wes 90, but if you find Wesley Jensen or just Wesley Karate, probably, yeah. you will probably find it. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. so we're on that and then we're, we're on KRT Tips and Tricks on TikTok. Um, yeah, we've got an Instagram for KRT as well. Yes, so we got the the Budo and the Hokuri Mayo uh, Instagram, and also the 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 KOT Tips and Tricks uh, Instagram, which we like to always share uh, all of our stuff. So when we share a video, you will probably see us twelve times, which is good. Which is <laughs> yeah, good. creating awareness. And yeah. if, and if it, sometimes it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> and if anyone ever wants to if you're a kyokushin you want to connect with me uh drew michaels on facebook uh instagram drew nomad seven and the drew experience pod on ig i mean I'm, I'm pretty challenged with technology and youtube channel the drew experience podcast so i'm figuring i'm figuring it out okay one step at a time i'm, I'm slow with this stuff but i'm learning okay so yeah we do have a youtube channel as well actually i, I forgot about that um, what's the youtube channel true. yeah mention it because like i want people to subscribe to it KRT tips and tricks so we up we upload all of the lessons at the moment um a, a, absolutely all of them uh the full lessons there's probably hundreds on there by now uh, sorry about that probably, yeah if you, if you ever want to revisit any of them then you can just uh play them watch them uh leave some feedback obviously share them around we're there ask any questions yeah. Um, uh, yeah. We also uh, we also bring back the and and I'd like to say that as well. We also bring back the the Super Saturdays. We started off with this again. Uh, we bring back a special guest in 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 our Super Saturday sessions once a month. We had Jonas Rosen from Sweden, awesome guy. Yeah. And the next one is Jean Paul Jacot, JP Jacot from France, uh, a heavyweight like uh, the. He's not really upcoming, to be fair, because he's he's won quite a quite a fair. He's still he's you know he's still quite a young young guy, and he's amazing, really like a, a great human being, and he's he's gonna teach with us. And we got a nice guest for March already, and we're looking for a nice guest for April already, because probably the lockdown is gonna take a while, and uh, you know we just try to be as we said as versatile as as we can and bring. A lot of people in karate and 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 just the the, the thing we love, Kyokushin. Yeah. I think I have. I think I off the record. I think I have a few uh, guests of April. I think I can recommend you off the record, though. So <laughs> nice, nice. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Oh, cool. Maybe as a surprise for people. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, once again, this uh, episode will be on all audio platforms. So when you see it, please like, share, subscribe, uh, follow them, follow me. We're just going to raise the bar with Kyokushin. Please follow Kyokushin Shuffle too. Marshall Way blog, uh, Terry Burkett's channel, Terry Burkett's Straight Talk with Scott Heaney. Uh, yeah, just like these are like it's we're, we're, we're kind of working.
altogether indirectly, even though we're on different uh, sides of the pond. It doesn't matter. We all b- live, breathe, and die with Kyokushin. So, uh, yeah. So, thanks for watching, guys. Everything will be up within 24 hours. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Appreciate all the hard work you're doing as well, Drew. Well done. Thanks, thanks a lot for having us. Anytime, anytime. Anytime.